self-development with tactics. So, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the self Development with Tactics podcast. Today, uh, we're going to go through a summary of A Force for Good by the 14th Dalai Lama and also Daniel Goleman. Daniel Goleman being, you know, a person with a lot of books written, as far as I've seen, um, because on the bestbookbits.com site, there's actually quite a few books, you know, that he is the author of um, that are available as a summary. And as always, the link to the summary is going to be down in the description. So if you want to check it out, please check it out. If you don't want to check it out, don't check it out. So yeah, let's see. As force for good, the Dalai Lama's vision for our world. Book summary. What is in it for me? Discover the Dalai Lama's vision for a better and more compassionate world. When you turn on the evening news, it's easy to get depressed. All over the world, there are wars, conflicts and overwhelming human misery. Is this really the best we can do? And at this point in time, I mean, the pandemic is effing everyone. According to the Dalai Lama, many of the world's problems stem from a lack of compassion and moral responsibility. We care more about money than about each other. So how do we get out of this mess? As this book summary will show you, when we learn to replace our own negative emotions with compassion and love, we become more dedicated to the well-being of everyone around us. If we take care to listen to both science and religion and what they can teach us about how to live our lives, we can truly become a force for good. In this book summary, you will learn the difference between good and bad selfishness, why we need a new, more compassionate economic system, and what the Dalai Lama does at 5.30 a.m. in the morning every day. It's probably gonna be meditating, you know. Let's bet. I'm gonna say yes. Anyway, summary part one, a force for good will lead us toward compassionate moral responsibility. Every day at 5.30am, the Dalai Lama wakes up bright and early to listen to the BBC news while he eats his breakfast. While this might not be the morning routine you imagine for the Dalai Lama, he maintains that through this daily ritual, he has come upon a great revelation. Listening to the news reveals how full of violence, cruelty and tragedy our world really is. But why? The Dalai Lama believes it actually comes down to one single deficiency. A lack of compassion, moral responsibility. Today we act out of self-interest and disregard our moral obligations to others. Seems quite grim, doesn't it? But look at this way. If humans have the power to wreak so much damage and destruction, then uh, we might also have the power to exert an equivalent positive impact. And I think, why isn't this working? Well just not working today anyway i think yeah it is the truth i think we we can do so much good on a very personal level on a very very small level for ourselves and i mean just imagine you know what about just being a good person you know what about doing good things good deeds maybe donating some money maybe just being a nice human being to the people that are around you all of these things all of these deeds all of these actions can lead to a better world. You know, and, and you actually being kind of the epicenter, I guess might actually also be the English word. I, I'm actually not quite sure, but um, 
we can all do so good and so much good. And it is definitely something to keep in mind. And it is definitely something to um, have in front of one's eyes. I mean, we all can do that. Seems quite grim, doesn't it? But look at look at this way. Look at it this way. Anyway, if humans have the power to wreak so much damage and destruction, then might also have the power to exert an equivalent positive impact. This is what the Dalai Lama calls a force for good. A force for good begins with individuals and from within them, and from within them, by creating an inner shift that diminishes our negative emotions and strengthens our capacity to act morally, we become better able to overcome impulsive reactions such as rage, frustration, and hopelessness. This shift will also see us become more compassionate to those around us and to our shared planet. Unlike the Dalai Lama, not of uh, not all of us are able to commit five hours a day to inner practices such as meditation, but we can still take some small steps. The Dalai Lama has fashioned a plan that each individual can follow. It begins with looking inward and managing our own minds and hearts. This will help us look at our world and see the places where we can do good. As I said, being a good person at home, um, doing things for your parents, doing things for your roommate... Um, I don't know. And we all can. Of course, it is not always easy, um, especially for people that are in a place of negativity and depression and feeling horrible. You know, I don't want to downplay it. I don't want to be like, oh, it's just, you know, depression It's just whatever. This is something that really, really, really fucks and sucks. So, yeah, if you are in such a place, and you feel quite unable to do too much good, you know, let's put it like this, then it is quite fine. You know, it is what it is, and it's... Um, but you can do better. You know you can, and I know I can as well. It's not that, it's not that difficult to just be a bit better, you know, just doing things a bit better. Just a bit, you know, I, I don't say add 10 pounds to your bench press. I don't say that, you know. Maybe it is one pound, maybe it is even half a pound. But it is better than nothing and it it's better than not adding anything to your bench press, you know. Because you want to progress, you want to get better at what you do. And um, yeah, this is how to do it, by progressing and by, you know, doing better and doing more. You know, one simple deed, one simple word, more each day or each week or each month or even each year is better than nothing. If you follow through, of course, and if you do so as well, then. Um, let's actually do it like this because the stuff on the side is actually irrelevant. Summary part two, reflect on your emotional responses to make better decisions. Even the Dalai Lama had a short temper once upon a time. Of course, he learned to master his emotions and he did so with a few techniques that are simpler than you would expect. One important technique entails taking a step back when tempted to act on your feelings and considering the consequences of your choices. In March 2008, the Chinese army shot at demonstrants, uh, demonst demonstrators and arrested many uh, Tibetan or Tibetan, whatever, protesters, particularly monks, during a series of protests in Lhasa and other cities. How did the Dalai Lama react? Of course, hearing such news would have filled him with rage. Nevertheless, the Dalai Lama chose to stay calm. Also, and this is something coming from Stoicism, you can't 
do too much about that. You know, it is something that first of all happened. And so it is in the past and it is what it is. And second of all, what if you complain? What is going to happen? You know, can you change the past? No, you can't anyway. Can you by being the Dalai Lama and saying something about it? Maybe, maybe make um, people think about their actions. You know, maybe the government, even though, I mean, this is a fucking force. You know, the government, the Chinese government um, being huge. Of course, there's a chance that you can do something and one should really try. But expectations should be according to um, logic, if it makes sense. He visualized the Chinese officials and replaced their negative feelings with his love, compassion and forgiveness. Having reason that the consequence of acting out of anger would only be further damage, he chose instead to control his feelings. But remember, controlling your feelings is not the same as suppressing them altogether. Bottling up negative emotions can lead to outbursts that are impossible to control. When dealing with powerful emotions, it's best to stay mindful. We are better off recognizing negative emotions when we experience them and asking whether the emotions we feel are proportion or in proportion to the situation or whether they are familiar. By understanding our negative emotions, we are better equipped to channel them into positive actions. Well, first of all, understanding and before seeing them and recognizing them, as he actually also points out or they point out. I mean, if you see, and it is something that I fortunately was able to practice. I'm in general very angry. I have to deal with my anger and it is something something of a burden, you know, sometimes and it, it, it really can be harmful as well for me and for, for other people and things and whatnot. But it is very important that I am able to see it and I'm able to, to recognize it coming up, you know. And then when I notice it, I can do something about it. You know, I'm not going to burst out of myself, I guess. I'm not going to explode and you know that there, there is a chance for me to um, get back to a regular state and get back to a normal state. The problem is, how do you do it? You know, there's multiple ways to do so. Of course, you um, you can do it in ways of okay, I'm gonna drink. You can do sports. You can um, have a boxing bag and then just beat that shit up, and so on and so forth. Like there's many things that that you could be doing. To, to deal with that and channel it. And it obviously makes sense to channel it into good actions, you know, drawing, being creative, making something, working something, and so on and so forth. But this is difficult. Of course it is. And I think it is all about association, you know, and habits. I mean, when you get angry and then you normally do X, well, Probably the next time when you get angry, you're going to do this X again. So what about changing it? You know, what about not doing X, but doing Y? Something Y being um, more positive than X is. Of course, it is not easy. Definitely not. But it makes sense. You know, we are exchanging habits. We are not destroying them. We are not building them. We are exchanging them. You know, bad quote unquote habits for better things. Better things for even more great type things <laughs> and so on and so forth so my point is we don't um make or break habits but we exchange them you know we do things and then we exchange them with something else something that is hopefully going to be better something that is hopefully going to be um 
smarter to do. But yeah, um, since part three is coming up next, even though it is quite short, I'm going to end the episode there because I don't want to overdo things. I don't want to over um, fill this episode or something. I don't know. Going to see you the next time. So <laughs> bye bye.